ಲಂಬೋದರಪುರುಷಾ ವಿಮಹೆ ಮಹಾದೇವಾಯ ಧೀಮಹೆ ತನ್ನೋ ದಂತಿ ಪ್ರಚೋದಯಾಪ್ರೀಂ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ವಿ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಟ್ ಆನ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ದ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಲೋಡ್ ಮೇ ದ ಟಸ್ಟ್ ಒನ್ ಗೈಡ್ ಅಸ್ ಆನ್ ದ ರೈಟ್ ಪಾತ್ ನಾರಾಯಣೋಪನಿಷದ್ there are many stories connected with the birth of ganesha which are all very interesting vyasa the author of the puranas was a master storyteller and he has given these many vantage points from which we can view the birth of this most delectable god stories serve as pools in which the reflection of reality can be caught too much intellectualism spoils the whole story The subtle essence of truth can only be caught through a web of allegory, symbols and stories. These stories have to be read with a sensitive heart of an artist and not with the critical intellect of the scientist. If we read them with a childlike innocence, they will open our hearts to a vast vista of mysticism and romance for which the human heart actually craves. Some modern children are most argumentative and try to show off their scientific knowledge and keep saying, how is that possible? But the parents will say, don't ask too many questions. Just accept the story as it is. However, the modern mind, which is highly scientific in the last century, is now slowly veering to the mystical and incredible. Look at the popularity of books like The Lord of Rings and Harry Potter. The sages realized long ago that the mind of man is always wanting to look for a truth beyond the apparent reality which is revealed to him by his five senses and these type of stories help to re- release the spent up longing buried deep in the human heart for the mystical the magical and the unbelievable the linga purana says that ganesha was born as a part of shiva out of parvati's womb The reason for this birth is given here. The gods held a meeting in order to find the answer to a question that had been troubling them for a long time. All the good works that they wanted to get done through the agency of good and pious people were being constantly blocked from all sides by a demon called Vignasura. Whereas all the unholy acts performed by the demons seemed to succeed, they approached Shiva and begged him to solve their problem. The Lord agreed and cast his loving glance at his consort Parvati whereupon an effulgent form manifested itself in front of them it was a child with the face of an elephant holding a trident in one hand and a noose in the other the hearts of the gods were filled with joy Parvati was overjoyed and bedecked him with clothes and ornaments Shiva took him in his lap and said you have incarnated in order to fulfill the desires of the gods and put obstacles in the path of evil doers may the endeavors of the evil doers always fail all those who want to propitiate me or vishnu brahma or devi will have to worship you first if they don't do this they will meet with failure the divine child bala ganapati now created the vigna ganas obstacles in the form of ganas and agreed to do as his father wished thus he was called vigneshwara Lord of obstacles as well as the one who removes obstacles he creates them if the time is not right and removes them when success is assured a similar version is found in the varaha purana 
The gods and sages approached Shiva and begged him to create a being that would put past obstacles in the way of evildoers and remove them from the path of the good. Shiva gazed lovingly at Parvati and out of his look was born a radiant, handsome youth possessing all noble qualities. However, Parvati disapproved of this being that was created without her participation. She cursed him that he would become ugly, have an elephant's head and a pot belly. Shiva counted the curse and said that he would be known as Ganesha, son of Shiva, leader of his host of Ganas. He declared that in all endeavors, success and failure should stem from him alone and that he should be invoked first in all rituals. According to a South Indian version, Ganesha was born of Shiva and Parvati when they had assumed the form of elephants and were roaming around incognito in the forest. Thus he was begotten with an elephant's face. In the poem known as Manasamangala, it is said that once Durga, Parvati, appeared as a milkmaid in front of Shiva. He became enamored of her and spent the night in her company. Ganesha is supposed to have been born from this divine union. The great hymn to the goddess Lalita comes in the Brahmanda Purana. In this is given another beautiful version of Ganesha's birth. Lalita had manifested herself at the behest of the gods in order to kill the demon Bhanda. At one time during the battle, Bhanda's general crept into Lalita's camp and inscribed the Jayavigna Yantra on a rock. This was a magic figure which would induce laziness and sleep. All the warriors in Lalita's army started to yawn and fall asleep. The only two who were still vigilant were her chief generals called Dandanayake and Mantrini. They immediately reported the matter to Lalita. She is supposed to have smiled and gazed adoringly at her husband Kameshwara, Shiva in the form of the Lord of Love. Out of the interlocking of their gaze was born the brilliant figure of a Gajanana with an elephant's head and ten arms. Having bowed to his parents and received their blessings, he went to the camp and discovered the yantra and smashed it to bits. He then entered the fray and routed the army of Bandasura. Lalita was so pleased with him that she granted him the boon that his worship should take precedence over all other deities and all rituals. The Brahma Vaivarta Purana gives another account of his birth. Shiva and Parvati had been married for a long time and Parvati was very anxious to have a child. Shiva advised her to undertake the vow known as the Punyaga. This is a vow undertaken to propitiate Lord Vishnu. It should be started on the 13th day of the bright fortnight of the month of Magha, January-February, and continued for a year. Every day, 1,000 Brahmins had to be fed and worshipped with flowers, fruits, vessels, gems, gold, and clothes. Parvati was told to undertake a life of complete inner and outer purity, and fix her mind on Vishnu alone. Sanat Kumara, one of the four boy sages, was her priest. The ritual was performed at the banks of the Ganga. All the gods and sages arrived at the spot to participate in this wonderful function. After completing the ritual, Parvati wanted to give Sanat Kumara, the officiating priest, some dakshina or fee for having done this work. Sanat Kumara made an unexpected demand. He wanted Lord Shiva himself to be given to him as Dakshina. Parvati was aghast and didn't know what to do. She offered him numberless gifts, all of which she refused. If the priest left without a Dakshina, the effects of a year-long vow would be annulled. 
Lord Vishnu to whom the vow is being done, advise her to give away Shiva and then take him back by offering the priest one lakh of cows. She agreed to do this and gave away her husband and concluded the vow in a befitting manner. After that, she offered a lakh of cows to Sanat Kumara, who said he didn't want any cows and preferred to keep Shiva. Parvati was heartbroken since she couldn't bear to be parted from her lord even for a minute. She prepared to immolate herself and pray to Lord Krishna before doing so. Krishna appeared before her, and at his vision, her sorrows disappeared. Seeing this, the gods were emboldened to approach Sanat Kumara once again, and eventually persuaded him to hand over Lord Shiva to her. He did this without much resistance. The sages seemed to delight in such pranks and unreasonable behavior. This is because they want to test the mental strength of the person, who has undertaken a vow. Of course, it also provides an added zest to the story. Just at that time, an old Brahmin appeared who begged Parvati for food. He wanted to be fed with all sorts of delicious food so that his belly would become huge. He also wanted to be clothed in silks and satins and adorned with ornaments and placed on a golden throne. Parvati was preparing to give him everything he asked for, but before she could do this, the Brahmin disappeared from view. Simultaneously, she heard a heavenly voice advising her to return to her house and look on her bed. Hearing this, she rushed to her room and found a divinely beautiful baby boy lying on her bed and kicking his hands and feet in the air. The voice assured her that her son was Krishna himself. The Lord had taken the form of her son due to the successful accomplishment of her vow. The whole of Kailasa now resounded with music and chanting of hymns and sound of divine musical instruments. There is another interesting version of the story. One night when Parvati was resting, Lord Vishnu appeared in the guise of an old and emaciated priest. He begged for food. After having fed him to his heart's content, she asked him what else he desired. He said that he would like to become her son. Immediately he became a small infant lying on Parvati's bed and kicking his feet and, feet and hands merrily in the air, as small babies do. Shiva and Parvati were delighted at getting Vishnu as their son. They invited all the gods and goddesses to come and bless their son. Vishnu gave him knowledge, Brahma fame and adulation, Dharma righteousness and mercy, and Shiva generosity, intelligence, peace and self-control. Lakshmi promised to dwell in all the places where he was worshipped, and Saraswati gave him power of speech, memory and eloquence, while Savitri gave all wisdom. Shani or Saturn was amongst the deities who had come to Kailasa. He kept his eyes steadfastly fixed to the ground, and Parvati asked him the reason for his not looking at her lovely child. Saturn said, I was an ardent devotee of Lord Krishna, and was not interested in a marital life, but my father got me married to the daughter of Chitradatta, one of the celestials. One day she approached me when I was meditating. I was totally oblivious of her presence. She became furious at the slight and cursed me that if I looked at anyone, his head would be severed. Since then, I have avoided looking directly at anyone. Parvati felt sorry for him and told him to gaze on her son if he so wished. Shani was reluctant and called Dharma to witness the fact that he had been given permission to gaze at the infant. With great unwillingness, he took a peep at the baby. Immediately the child's head was severed from his body and flew to Goloka or the abode of Krishna, 
wealth was reunited with the Lord from whom it had come. Parvati was grief-stricken and taking the headless trunk of the baby in her arms, she sank to the ground and wept aloud. All the gods except Vishnu followed her example and started weeping. Vishnu mounted on his vehicle Garuda and flew to the river Pushpabhadra, where he found an elephant sleeping with his head turned to the north, which is condoned in the scriptures. He cut off his head with his discus and flew back to Kailasa and clapped his head onto the body of the baby and resuscitated it. The parents were delighted and made gifts to all the Brahmins. Vishnu took the divine child in his lap and adorned it with garlands and ornaments and offered ceremonial worship to him and gave him eight names, Vignesha, Ganesha, Heramba, Gajanana, Lambodara, Egadanta, Shurpakarna and Vinayaka. He declared, since you have been worshipped by me first, you will be offered the first worship by everyone before commencing any other ritual. Parvati now turned to Shani, who was standing with his head cast down. She decided that for his own good, it would be better if he remained disembodied, so that his gaze could no longer harm anyone. Out of her compassion, she pronounced this curse on him that he would become a disembodied spirit in future. Destruction is easier than construction, and wicked people are very quick in destroying the wonderful creations of others either physically or with their tongues. Shani or Saturn represents a fiercely critical intellect by whose very look an artistic creation can be beheaded. But the Lord will always be there to bless the sincere efforts of his devotee and thus Lord Vishnu saved the day. Another account of Ganesha's origin is given in the Matsya Purana. When Parvati was baking, bathing, she took the oil and powders like turmeric, sandal paste and pure mud which she used for her bath together with the bits of skin which flaked off her body, and formed them into the figure of a boy to which she gave life, since she was a divine mother who could give life to anything. In this story, she made the baby with an elephant's head, since she had seen this mystic figure in the halls of the gods at one time, and had imprinted it in her memory. Parvati stands for primeval nature, or mula prakriti, latent with infinite creative potency from matter, that is the dust and skin which she scrapes off her own body, life emerges and evolves, giving rise to the human being in whom consciousness eventually assumes the character of the human mind with all its wonderful faculties. The Padma Purana gives a similar version of the story. One day, while in a state of bliss after having been in the company of her Lord, Parvati decided to take a bath. She anointed her body with fragrant oils and powders, she then scrubbed off the dough with her hands and fashioned a baby with an elephant's head. She took the figure in her arms and lowered it into the waters of the Ganga. The moment it immersed, the figure came alive and grew big and strong. Parvati was delighted and held out her arms to him and cried, My son, Ganga, who was Lord Shiva's second consort, also held out her arms and called him her son. The gods and rishis arrived to pay obeisance to this new deity. They addressed him as Gangeya, son of Ganga. Brahma gave the name Ganapati and told him that he would be the chief of Shiva's Ganas. Parvati is the embodiment of the universal Prakriti or the creative aspect of the Supreme. She has the three Parvas or aspects of creation, which are Jnana Shakti, the power of knowledge, Icha Shakti or the power of will, and Kriya Shakti or the power of action. These three are imperative before any type of creation can take place. 
However, even though she possesses all three, she is powerless to create without the support of the Supreme Consciousness or Chit Shakti embodied by Shiva. When she is married to him, she creates her son out of her own fragrance. The head of the elephant demonstrated his unlimited power and wisdom. Ganga represents dynamic divine knowledge that is ever-flowing. Parvati dips her creation in Ganga to show that the image of the Lord enshrined in our hearts should be enlivened by soaking it in the dynamic flow of knowledge. Only then will it carry us to self-realization. The Shiva Purana gives another version. Once it happened that when Parvati was bathing, she asked Nandi, Shiva's chief gunner, to guard the door and not to let anyone enter. But Shiva himself came to the door and Nandi was powerless to stop him. Parvati was not happy at this untimely intrusion. She had two maids called Jaya and Vijaya, and one day they also brought similar complaints to her. They said that they had no one to protect them, while Shiva had so many gunners. So Parvati decided to create a person to guard her. The next time she took a bath, she anointed herself with many divine angans and turmeric and sandal paste and some fine mud. She scraped this off her body and fashioned a beautiful child out of it and enlivened it with her breath. The child was handsome to behold, and he was told to guard his mother's inner apartments from all intrudence. Once it happened that Shiva himself came to visit Parvati, and Ganesha obstructed him, as he had been told to do. He did not realize that Shiva was his father, since he had never seen him before. Shiva peremptorily ordered the upstart to move and allow him to enter, but the boy refused and defended the door with his stick. When Shiva asked him who he was, he replied that he was Parvati's son and had been told to guard the door at all costs. Shiva then declared that this was the case. He was his father and should obey him. Ganesha refused and blocked his way. Incensed by this, Shiva returned and told his gunners to go and shoot the minya off. The gunners came and did their best but were fended off by the boy. They returned and reported the matter to Shiva. At this, Shiva himself came, and in the battle that followed, he cut off the boy's head with his trident. In this legend, the mind is a god which stands between Parvati, the creating energy of Shiva, the pure consciousness. The conditioned human mind has a tendency to resist its own spiritual evolution, and hence in the story, Ganesha obstructs Shiva from entering the precincts of Parvati or Prakriti. The union between the two would result in total freedom for the human being but we continue to resist this. When Parvati arrived, she found the headless torso of her beautiful son. She wept and upbraided Shiva. She threatened to destroy the whole world if her son was not restored to her. Shiva was intensely sorry for his act and tried his best to pacify her. My son has been killed, she cried, and I shall never forgive you unless he is revived. Shiva immediately sent his gunners to cut off the head of the first creature they found, who was sleeping with his head turned to the north and bring it to him. As it happened, the first creature they found in this position was an elephant. They cut off the head and brought it to Shiva, who fixed on the headless body. The priest chanted mantras for the resuscitation of the body and sprinkled Ganga water on it, and immediately the body rose up. The torso was that of the original Vinayaka, but the head was that of an elephant. Parvati was happy to see her son alive, even though with the head of an elephant. Once long ago, she had gone to the art gallery of the gods. She had been entranced when she saw the glorious figure of Om. 
It was at that moment that the figure of Vinaya came to her mind, and she being the mother goddess, naturally the figure came to be created. When his trunk is turned to the right, Ganesha's figure is a dynamic, anthropomorphic representation of the mantra Om, as written in Sanskrit, which is a symbol of the Supreme Brahman. Parvati was delighted to see how closely his figure tallied with her conception of Om. She took him on her lap and christened him Vinayaka, the one who is born without a sire, Vinayaka. Nayaga is master or husband and V means without. The Lord V also stands for light, so the name also means the one who is the Lord of light. He was born in the fourth day of the bright fortnight of the month of Bhadra, August-September. Hence this day is celebrated by all as his birthday. Shiva declared that the fourth day of every lunar fortnight would also be special for Ganesha. Parvati Shakti or the generative force of the Supreme as personified by Shiva, it is only Shakti who creates. Ganesha's origins from the dirt and other material things scraped off her body. Thus, he represents that consciousness that evolves from matter and expands to its highest state of spiritual freedom. In the form of Ganesha, we find the symbol of the emergence of life from earth and the unfoldment of consciousness from matter. He represents the initiating spiritual power that underlies everything. Hence, he has to be worshipped first. The annihilation of the obstinate and belligerent boy by Shiva is for transforming him into a calm and reasonable being. Since Shiva is the lord of yoga, the fixing of the elephant head on the trunk of the boy is symbolic of his transformation into an evolved, intelligent being. The north-facing head denotes the northern part that is described in the scriptures as the path leading to salvation. As has been said before, we can understand the inner meanings of all mythological stories. Only we are able to rise above our mental conditioning and preconceived notions. Although Vinayaga was created without his help, Shiva took great pride in him and accepted him as his elder son. It should be noted that his second son, Kartikeya, had a father alone and Parvati had nothing to do with him, even though she accepted him as her own. Ambigahdayanandam madhrubipparipalidam bhaktapriyam madhonmattam mandeham ganadayagam. I bow to Lord Ganesha, who is the delight of his mother, Ambiga, and who in turn looks after her, who is intoxicated with love for his devotees. From the Ganashtakam. Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha. I bow to Lord Ganesha, the destroyer of all afflictions who is the Supreme Brahman according to Vedanta, who is known as the foremost being or the root cause of the creation of this universe. Hari Om.